0: Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast all about horsemanship training with a calm connection. I'm Jenny Barnes.
1: And I'm Mark Langley.
0: Mark, we have questions here from the members. The first question is from HZ2Go. She says, when teaching a horse to maintain a steady tempo at the trot without continuously taking the rein, what do you do if your horse just keeps rushing off and doesn't seem to know how to slow its feet down after a downward transition? At a walk, she maintains a steady pace and is adjustable. And I've tried turning as a trot to slow her, but it just seems to panic her.
1: Okay, so the trot, um, uh, there's two spectrums of a horse that wants to go forward. It's very common on forward horses that we get good at riding them down. So, you know, doing a little circle to soften them when they rush and things like that. Um, but knowing your horse, and how it's going up is probably the most important thing. So, you know, a question I'll ask people at a clinic is, um, you know, you've got a really fast horse. What what are you more likely to work on, the accelerator or the brakes? And the most common answer is, well, of course, the brakes, um, because, you know, my horse is really fast and I want want it to slow down, so I want to know how to slow it down. Um, But then I'll sort of pose the question of, well, how did your horse get there? did you ask it to move forward and somewhere along the way they either allowed the horse to move forward or they asked it to move forward and that's when the horse separated emotionally and started to sort of go off into the into the future so um you know circling the horse from a fast trot is is a very common thing and you see it used in in training but it's not really the, the, you know, the key in a lot of places. though, though you need to be able to work from that spectrum because there's times that you're going to have a horse up there and, you know, we're not perfect and we can't just sort of, otherwise, otherwise we you know, I wouldn't be doing this and, and I wouldn't have even, you know, troubles with horses myself. Um, but there's times that you've got to be able to ride a horse down, like circle it or do something to sort of get it to come back from when it actually, you know, rushed. But to fix the problem, most cases, it's, it's you're getting the horse to ride up. So basically, before you even think about trotting your horse, is how did your horse emotionally start the trot? How did it emotionally and physically start the trot? So if if you were walking your horse and said trot, and then you thought, geez, my horse is just rushing in the trot. Well, I'd say the horse started that when it actually first thought trot. So there's, a, there's something. Something I do quite commonly with people, and as I as I get them to really get a really good walk in their horse, they can walk slow, walk medium, walk fast, and the horse is comfortable in all those walks. And then all of a sudden, what we do is we go, you know, we just get the horse to walk faster and faster, and just go, I can't walk any faster. And then as soon as we, and we've got to be really close to where our horse is at, as soon as it thinks trot, we go, oh good, and we work out if it thought uh, a hard, fast forward trot or did it think softly now if you've got a a good walk and and your horse is very close to the accelerator as in listening to you asking it to walk up it's going to be so close to that that it'll just go I can't walk any faster I might want to trot and you just work on that walk a lot until the horse goes I might just trot softly and then you just let off and relax and let that horse just fall into a soft trot and chances are that that trot might be a trot that it's happy to stay in and you work on the trend position into that trot so it's so good um, that it just not falls but floats into that trot softly Um, but it means you've got to do more accelerating and slow walk fast walk in the walk so the horse is so comfortable with accelerator and that that you can control that bit when it starts to think trot so when it thinks trot you can relax it doesn't even have to trot its feet it just has to think softly as it's thinking about trotting and then you might relax and go, that's the answer. Think softly. And then and then you might just allow it into in to trot. But what you do by doing that is, is you, you get the horse to kind of feel good about that first trot. And then you keep working on that till it holds that first trot. And then the next thing you do to get a horse to gauge your trot is you start to rise trot, like a posting trot's a very good thing to get a horse to listen to. So something something I, I start to sort of get people to do is – once your horse can do a, a sort of a trot, some horses just have a trot and you just find a platform that you both agree on. So that is the the horse that the trot the horse offers you and you just trot at that platform in a rising trot and you just find the rhythm of that trot that the horse has offered you and you just stay in that rhythm. And and then if your horse is rushing, you might just slow it down a little, go back to the walk and work on getting it to find the trot softly. And then you just go back to that platform. And, and so, so why you have a platform in your head is you've got to have something that you and the horse have both agreed on that is the rhythm of a trot that it can do, that it said, I can do this. And then once you know that they can do that, then what you start to do is you go, okay, well, from that platform, can you go up a little step and then down a little step or, you know, or up a little step and then down the step quickly back to the platform? It's a comfortable rising trot platform. And you're rising in that platform and then you go up a step so you strengthen your trot in your seat and you speed up that posting rhythm and the horse will just come up with you a little bit then you go now let's go back back down to that platform and you bring your your tempo back to that that platform that the horse had agreed on that 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 tempo that the horse agreed and you just go up a step and then you start to go all down a step so you might slow your tempo, and the horse comes down a step, and then you go back up to the platform, the original one that your horse says oh, I'm okay with, and then you go, and then eventually what happens is, you, is your horse will go up the steps, and they might go up two, three, four steps up the staircase, and that staircase is just different tempos, and then they'll come all the way back down again, and they're just listening to your rhythm, and and then the horse is so busy listening to you, then it's it's not rushing and thinking forward. And, and and that's probably how I'd start to get that horse to get good at that trot. Um, first of all, getting a soft thought into the transition from walk to trot, and then having a rhythm that's that, that it's following instead of us following their rhythm. Um, and I think if you try that, you'll 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 have some success.
0: Thank you, Mark. The next question is from Rachel. She says she's about to attempt her first dressage test with a mare and needs to trot in the arena and stop straight. They seem to be able to trot straight and gently stop, but quite often the last step goes off being square with the shoulder moving slightly over. Her horse is quite sensitive and responsive. So I have been checking that I am square and my (laughs) reins are the same length. Have you got any suggestions?
1: Yeah. um, With that question, I, I think your horse is sensitive, but it may not be soft by the feeling. Most horses that don't stop square tend to avoid pressure a little bit and still might have their thoughts somewhere else, but they don't want to push pressure because they, they're, they're they're very sensitive to pressure. So um, something I would do is getting, getting, getting your horse to sort of back up in a way that they can back slowly, really slowly, just for the feel of the reins and you can, a little bit more feel in the reins and the back's a little faster and then it back's a little faster and then you can slow the back up down until you can kind of dribble the back up down into a stop and the horse is so comfortable and the other thing i might start to look at is backing a horse so i can take different angles if i take an indirect rein the horse will kind of start to move its hip across when i'm using one indirect rein or move its hip the other way when i use that the other indirect rein i can back up and i can open the rein one rein a little so the horse is uh, stepping its front feet over when i'm backing it up and things like that so I'd, I'd get it doing lots of things like that and so the horse is really confident in the boundaries of the reins and the field the reins and the direction of the intention of the reins that it can follow the feel in the back up in any direction and then when, when you're confident with that then you might just walk your horse up very much so the uh, question we answered earlier is walking forward into a back up and then you can add different angles of the reins, and when the horse can follow and not have any fight in those reins and be comfortable, that when you ask two reins straight, well, it knows the difference because you've you've taught to guide it with different angles of the reins. So, so basically, straight reins will mean straight, and angled reins will mean back at an angle, uh, whether it be the front feet moving or the back feet moving out. So, um, if you can teach your horse all that and it can follow it softly then you should have no problem because I think what's happening is your horse is pushing its thoughts out to one side or something and fighting the pressure or something like that and it's not really in the reins so so you do a lot of that sort of stuff and then you might ride up and just back up and 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 use the backup to guide the horse not just kind of and use a stop to guide the horse not just to stop it so I think we try and make our horse stop straight where I just ask the horse to stop and back up and and, and draw a picture in the back up in a sense. So, so the horse is going to know the difference between when I'm holding the reins straight and when I'm asking them to, to do something that's like crooked. So if you work on that, you'll probably find next time, you know, get that really soft. And, and, and firstly, the, you know, the horse can be really comfortable with following the field of the reins. If, if they're just trying to get off the pressure of the reins, they'll that, probably still be pretty crooked. But, um, but I think if you just get them sort of walking into that backup and, 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 being comfortable with all the angles and, and the amount of feel in the race, then that, that crooked stop will just disappear.
0: Thank you, Mark. And thank you to all our listeners. That's it for this week. We just wanted to apologise for any of the tinny noises that are coming through. Mark is actually on the road up in Queensland and we do these podcasts with uh, him sort of anywhere that he can get to, which is generally um, not in a studio. So apologies about that. But thank you for bearing with us. We will be back again next week with more questions from our members. Thank you very much to everyone sending them in. And if you want to send Mark a question and you're interested in joining his membership, just... Google him, Mark Langley. It's only $15 a month, and you get access to hundreds of training videos as well. Thanks very much, Mark.
1: Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, everyone.
0: See you next week.